Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. So today we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and before we go there, let's go to God in prayer. Father, I lift up this day and I thank you for all that you've done. I just praise you for who you are and for loving me and being patient. And Lord, I just pray as we read today this important chapter on love, I just pray that you would help us to understand that you, Holy Spirit, would guide us, that you would that you would talk to us, that you would touch our souls, touch our spirits, and help us to understand what it really does mean to love you with our whole being, with all our heart, all our mind, and all our spirit, and also what it really means to love others as ourselves. So, Father, I lift up this time, I lift up this chapter and reading, and I just pray for your guidance and your insights. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. So, chapter 13 is often quoted. There's a lot of good stuff in here. And I find interesting that both Tozer and um, Spurgeon, neither one of them, talked about the beginning of it where it talks about you know if you speak in tongues if you can prophesy but you don't have love then you're nothing all those things are nothing and yet so often that's the the quote it's just interesting that that's they didn't even preach on that they didn't even address that they addressed different topics that, we, that I then basically put towards that concept because it applies but anyways, with all that said, let's, uh, let's start in verse 1. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong on a, or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all the mysteries and all the knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor... And give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered, it keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put away put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection, as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of the, of these is love. So let's see what 
Charles Spurgeon has to say about something from Corinthians 13. He focuses on chapter or on verse seven. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. He writes, "The grace of love, of which so much is most ad- admirably spoken in this chapter, is absolutely essential to true godliness. So essential is it that if we have everything besides, but have not love, it profits us nothing." The absence of love is absolutely fatal to vital godliness. So saith the Holy Ghost in this chapter. When then you read the Apostles' high encomonious of love, do not say this is a fancy virtue to which certain special saints have attained, and we are bound to admire them for it, but we need not imitate them. Far from it. This love is the common, everyday livery of God. It is not the prerogative of a few. It must be the possession of all. Do not, therefore, however lofty the model may be, look up to it as though you could not reach it. You must reach it. I like that because it's like we have to attain it. It is so important to us. The love of God shining through us is critical and vital to our relationship with God and the world. Let's see what A.W. Tozer has. He, he is reading and writing about and talking about verse 12. In verse 12, it says, Now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. He writes, I believe that at the end of time, when we know as we are known, it will be found that even the damning of a man is an expression of the love of God, as certainly as the redeeming of a man. God cannot separate himself into parts and and do with one attribute one thing and with another another. All that God is determines all that God does. So when God redeems a man in love or damns another man in justice, he's not contradicting himself, but justice and love are working together in the unitary being of God. What we mean when we say God is love is what we mean when we say of man, he is kindness itself. We don't mean that kindness and the man are equated and identical But we mean the man is so kind that kindness is all over him and conditions everything he does. So when we say God is love, we mean that God's love is such that it permeates his essential being and conditions all that he does. Nothing God ever does or ever did or ever will do is done separate from the love of God. So for a very short chapter only 13 verses there's a lot to unpack within chapter 13 because it deals with something that's quite candidly is so hard for so many of us the bible says to love god with all our heart and our soul and our being and to love our neighbor and that is one of the greatest challenges i have there's times i feel like i just can't love 
I've forgotten almost. And it's one of those elements that then really says, if I, if I'm really am filled with the, with God's love and filled with the spirit, then I should be showing it. And that's where at times it's, I get concerned, but anyways, I think it's just an incredible chapter. It's quoted a lot, and I, th- I find it interesting that so many of the prevalent, most commonly quoted parts are not what Tozer or Spurgeon talked about. So anyways, with all that said, let's go back to God in prayer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for telling us what love is. And even because, you know, or because I live here on earth, I see things so poorly. It's like, seeing into a window that has been boarded up at times or only a little bit of light has been let in. So Lord, I lift up this time. I'm grateful and excited to know that at some future date I will know and see clearly. And I just pray father for your help in loving you and loving others as you want me to. I pray for you to help me in my unlovingness. As that father said to Jesus when he questioned, he said, if you can do this. And Jesus is like, if? You need more faith. And he says, I believe. Help me in my unbelief. And Lord, I just pray you'd help me in my unloving, unlovingness and help me to love. I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.